Okay, picture this. Jack Hughes scores twice. The New Jersey Devils score three goals in a matter of 50 seconds in period number two. They go up four to one, and they should walk away with an easy victory, right? Because they're playing the Vancouver Canucks. Nope, another overtime thriller for Devils, but luckily they were able to come away with the victory, but it was not a pretty game, especially on the defensive side of things. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. So before we get into today's episode, I just want to address something controversial that took place during the weekend. So there was a video that surfaced, let's just say, from a San Jose Sharks media source. So I'm not going to uh, go into detail as to what was said, but... Ultimately, uh, based on the two-minute snippet video that I saw, they were basically doing a trade discussion episode in regard to Timo Meyer and possible package deals that the Devils uh, could send to the San Jose Sharks. And here's the thing. I'm not really going to call them out for uh, any trade packages, no matter how big, small, ludicrous, realistic, whatever the case might be, because, look, I'm the king of silly season. I'm the king of putting outlandish trade packages, deals together, whatever the case might be. And uh, I'm not going to call anyone out in that sort of way. So that's not what I'm mad about. I was mostly upset at the fact that they just said that nobody cares about the devils. They haven't moved the needle and, and basically just saying that no, like nobody likes the devil's discourse, whatever the case might be. Quite honestly, that was what ticked me off the most is because people like me, people like Ryan Ovazinski, James Nichols, Christy Flannery, Amanda Stein, uh, I could Dan Rice. I could go on and on. Basically, a lot of Devils news personalities or uh, fellow podcasters like my buddy Neil over at Devil State of Mind, or maybe Twitter personalities like the Brad Pack. Whatever the case might be, everyone basically in the Devils discourse works their behinds off to put out good content, especially for a small market team like the New Jersey Devils. So that's what just upset me the most because you're basically just saying like all the work we put in is all for naught. So I'm, I'm not trying to get any, I'm not trying to get sappy. I just want to say that I, I saw the video. I saw parts of the episode and I'm definitely going to address it in a near future episode with my buddy, Jersey Joe. And we're basically going to have a retaliation sort of episode. It's not going to be anything like sinister or things of that nature. We're just going to give our opinion and, and do a reaction video in, in sort of way. So I just want to put that out there before we, we dive into today's episode. And I just want to say to all Devils discourse, anyone who covers the New Jersey Devils on any sort of platform, I just want to say thank you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do. But at, at the end of the day, we're all connected by the same team, the New Jersey Devils. And I just want to say that the, the results speak for themselves. The New Jersey Devils have, in fact, moved the needle. 13-game win streak. Jack Hughes had another big game against the Vancouver Canucks, and he's on MVP watch. Or uh, the Devils are second in the Metropolitan Division, and they are destined to get back into the playoffs despite everyone counting them out earlier this year. So I just want to give credit where credit is due. The Devils have, in fact, moved the needle. They are relevant. And I just want to say I don't know what makes the San Jose Sharks that much bigger than 
The New Jersey Devils are both small market teams. And yes, they've had their struggles of staying relevant amongst the NHL, but I don't think uh, the, the Sharks are that much higher than the New Jersey Devils, if any, because one team is contending for a playoff spot. The other is heading straight back to the lottery for Connor Bedard. But that's my two cent opinion. I don't want to go into any more detail. And I just wanted to uh, put that out there because obviously that it, it caused a lot of controversy over the weekend. And I'm a, I'm a little disappointed and I was a little hurt when I saw it. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I know why we're all here. And basically, that's just what I want to put out there. Now, let's get into this game recap, shall we? So John Marino finally made his triumphant return to the Devils lineup after missing so many games. The last game he suited up for the Devils was back in December, and he was obviously one of our best defensemen. He's not going to uh, light up the score sheet, whatever the case might be, but you saw just his overall effectiveness, and, and he's a good shot suppressor. He knows how to smother oncoming attackers, whatever the case might be. John Marino has been a huge X factor for New Jersey Devils. So in this game, he was put on the bottom four. He was paired alongside Brendan Smith. And the good news for John Marino, and he said it during his um, his intermission interview, that it, it was his first game back and, it, and he was a little out of breath and it, he seemed to be a little lethargic out there. But that was to be expected because he hasn't played in weeks. And, and in fact, he hasn't played in over a month. So I knew it was going to be a slow grind for him to – get his legs back underneath them. But John Marino is definitely going to be a huge uh, re-addition to the Devils lineup going forward because he was arguably one of our better uh, defensemen out there and he made our team so much better. The game that I uh, kind of remember John Marino for and, and that just basically made me uh, think about how good he potentially could be was our first time playing against the Edmonton Oilers uh, couple months back in which we saw Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, whatever the case might be, just trying to attack the New Jersey Devils. And I saw John Marino and a few other defensemen just basically cut off any passing lanes, any opening spots for Connor McDavid. And yes, even though McDavid was able to score that game, I felt as though as the game progressed, I just saw people like John Marino step up to the plate and basically shrug off any potential contact that came his way from Connor McDavid, wherever the case might be, and just continue to play on. So the thing about uh, getting John Marino back is that we don't have to rely on Kevin Ball or Nikita Hotuk night in and night out. Now, Nikita Hotuk was sent back down to the Utica Comets during the All-Star break, and Kevin Ball was a healthy scratch this game. So um, I, I'm sorry to my buddy Jersey Joe, but Kevin Ball for right now, it doesn't look like he's he's all that for uh, for the time being. I, I think he has a lot of potential, and yes, I I know we need to give him a, a somewhat of a decent sized role. Maybe we can see him thrive. Um, maybe come next year, or maybe uh, a year and a half, whatever the case might be. I, I think Kevin Ball still has a lot of potential, but this year so far, it just seems like he's a turnover machine. Like every time he touches a pocket kind of always resulted in a turnover for the opposition. Then for Nikito Hotuk, I'm more impressed with his uh, physicality. So I was more impressed with his hits, his blocks. And that's basically what I want to see out of a Hotuk. Just play assertive defense and don't worry about racking up the points. Just rack up the hits, rack up the blocks, rack up the redirects. So I was pretty proud of Nikito Hotuk, especially during his final few games with the Devils during um, uh, during his call-up. So I think Nikito Hotuk definitely has a bright future, and I really love him on the defensive side of things. Hasn't been perfect, but I saw a little bit of potential. So now, as for John Marino, he is definitely going to gel everything together, And uh, but the defense for this game for the Devils 
was not good at all because the Devils at one point in the game were leading four to one. And then what happened? They let the Vancouver Canucks get right back into the game and it was tied and it had to go into OT once again. It seems like the Devils love uh, their theatrics. They have a knack for it because in the last seven games, six of them have been decided via OT. Remember that game against the San Jose Sharks? That's the only uh, exception because it did go into OT, but then it went into a shootout. So just wanted to put out that out there. And the game against the Nashville Predators, that could have gone to OT, but the Devils amounted to come back too little too late and lost in regulation. So the Devils have definitely been having their work cut out for them in terms of fatigue because, like I just said moments ago, they have a knack for the theatrics. But more times than not, they seem to come away with the win. But when looking at the overall defensive execution for New Jersey Devils, um, we saw it when they let up the first goal of the game to Andre Kuzmenko because I saw Dougie Hamilton basically try to uh, poke the puck free from him, and he was reaching. And there's an old saying in sports, especially in basketball, you reach, I teach. And then so Kuzmenko just caught uh, Dougie Hamilton slipping up a little bit, and Kuzmenko was able to slide past Dougie Hamilton and net the first goal of the game for the Vancouver Canucks. But Dougie Hamilton was able to redeem himself come period number two uh, thanks to getting the primary assist on Andre Palat's first goal of the game but we'll talk more about the offense momentarily but here's something else I want to talk about so that goal by Shen uh, that you can't really blame the defense in that sort of way because a screen was set in front of uh, Vanacek and he lost sight of it so they even acknowledged it on air saying that it, they didn't believe that Vitek Vanacek even saw the puck and as a result uh, the Vancouver Canucks were able to tie it and they cut the lead in half. And then for Lazar, once again, just a wide open opportunity, uh, I believe in the slot area, centered it off to him, and he was able to just bobble it past Vanacek. So there we go. It's four to three. But here's what irked me the most. DiGiuseppe was able to tie the game for peace. Here's the thing for DiGiuseppe. Fun fact, that was his first goal in 710 days in the NHL. And when looking at other players who scored for the Vancouver Canucks, with the exception of Kuzmenko, Shen, Lazar, and then, like I just mentioned, Di Giuseppe, they're not goal scorers. So I just said Di Giuseppe was able to uh, snap his uh, his goalless streak, if you would. So over 700 days in the NHL, not scoring a goal. This was his first goal this season, obviously. Lazar, this was his second. Shen, that was his third. So the Devils allowed for the Vancouver Canucks to uh, tie the game. And 75% of their goals came from players who aren't normally goal getters. So it should it should really tell you how bad the defense was for Devils this time out. And Vitek Vanacek, I, I jokingly said that he was getting the Mackenzie Blackwood treatment, which was he was seeing a lot of shots on goal. And as a result, he was getting lit up just a little bit. But I looked at the final shots on goal category and the Canucks had 30 shots on goal. Whereas for if this was Mackenzie Blackwood, the Vancouver Canucks somehow, someway are going to get 35 to 40. But digressing a little bit, defense was not solid in this game. And John Marino is definitely going to gel things together. He was a little uh, he was a little out of it at, at times. And he did look like Bambi out there, just a deer in headlights. But ultimately, for John Marino, he's going to have to ease back into it. But uh, I love Dougie Hamilton and all, but he's really got to tighten up on the defensive side of things. And the overall effort on the defensive side of things for the Devils just was not there. So they really got to improve in that sort of way. And this is a talking point that we've been discussing the last few episodes. So the defense, uh, they dodged a bullet once again. Luckily, the offense was uh, came alive in this game for the Devils. But 
Yeah, so it's kind of embarrassing when you go up four to one and then you let up three unanswered goals to the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, yeah, so I'm a little, I was a little flabbergasted in that regard. However, the saving grace for the Devils was the offense because it was a tale of the second period for New Jersey Devils. So Jack Hughes just continues to do what he did during prior to the all-star break because Jack Hughes scored the first goal of the game for New Jersey Devils. He was able to tie it up uh, late in period number one. And once again, he just had an awesome shot and I knew it was going to go in as soon as it left his stick because he was going deep on in the puck was still on his stick and he was able to fool the Vancouver Canucks and then just find the back of the net. So I saw that one coming a mile away. So Jack Hughes continues to do what he does, but for Andre Pilat, he was able to get two goals in this game and they came within like a 30-second frame in period number two. So the Devils were able to net three goals in a 50-second span. So once again, the offense came to play. But for Andre Palat, this is what I am I was talking about uh, just a few episodes ago. So he was able to score against the Vegas Golden Knights back on, on January 24th. And I said that was possibly going to be the momentum shift for Andre Palat because uh, his first 10 games back from injury, he didn't really do anything. But I said, just be patient with him, and he'll get back into the swing of things. So when he scored uh, that game against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, the next game against the Nashville Predators, he was able to get an assist. And then Dallas Stars didn't really do anything, but he had a plus minus a plus one. But then in the game against the Vancouver Canucks, once again, two goals in, in like a 30-second span. And then Jack Hughes was able to get his second goal of the game. And uh, and he was just uh, hearing the MVP chance throughout the Prudential Center. So I think for I, I think for Jack Hughes, he is definitely going to try to get his name into the Harm Memorial Trophy race if he isn't in it already. But uh, Hughes is definitely giving. I think he could give Connor McDavid a run for his money. I don't think he'll win it, but it's games like this that really put Jack Hughes on that spotlight, on that pedestal, because uh, not everyone could do what Jack Hughes is doing right now. But for Andre Pilat, I hope this is just another uh, momentum shift for him because, like I said, we know what he can bring to the table. We know he steps up his game when it matters most, and 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 this is the type of solid production that we want to see out of Andre Pilat, one of our veteran pieces. So Andre Pilat coming up big for the Devils and just having essentially, I think, his best game of the season so far. But seems like Andre Pilat is starting to return to form after his groin injury. Now, let's talk about the overtime execution for the New Jersey Devils because it seems like every time the Devils go into overtime, I, I'm, a, I'm more than confident that they're going to walk away winners because I just see Jack Hughes just uh, running out, out there on the rink. I see Jesper Bratt trying to set himself up. I see Nico Heischer, whatever the case might be. It just seems like the Devils just kick it into a new gear when it go when it goes to overtime and it just seems like they're used to it so i think they have like more uh they're they're more prepared than the average team and like i said a couple few episodes ago i'm a little concerned about their fatigue because we did see jack hughes uh run out of steam towards the end of overtime just a little bit i'll talk about his no look pass momentarily because jack hughes continues to impress but uh, he had an, he had an open breakaway it seemed like he ran out of gas and who was able to defuse his attack it was his older brother, Quinn. So, and we saw Jack Hughes just go to the bench and it looked like he, he spit up just a little bit or, or based on my memory. So I think he was just a little, he was a little tired. He was a little fatigued because Jack Hughes does do a lot out there for Devils. And while we don't really uh, talk about his defense, 
Jack Hughes steps up his defense when it matters most because we saw late in the game he was just playing on to the sweater of some of the Vancouver Canucks players because he was trying to do what other teams would do for him, which is you cut off their passing lanes, you try to make sure that they're not off and running. And I, I saw what the Vancouver Canucks were also doing against Jack Hughes. They were doing this same thing. They were trying their best to cut off the passing lanes for Jack Hughes, but at the same time, they were not trying to do the mistake that the Vegas Golden Knights did when they uh, sent the New Jersey Devils into an overtime battle, which is you smother Jack Hughes, but you leave his teammates wide open. And then Jack Hughes being the facilitator he is, he's able to find the open man and and find the back of the net. So that that's that 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 was what the Vancouver Canucks were doing in this game. They were pray, playing somewhat spread out, but at the same time, they were they were doing a decent job of just trying to make sur- sure that Jack Hughes didn't have those open passing lanes or or the the room to the escape. But Jack Hughes just knows how to outsmart and outwit his opponents because he was able to have a beautiful no look pass from from my angle and uh, pass it over to Jesper Bratt for the one timer. And Bratt sent everybody home happy. So uh, Jesper Bratt, I guess he is the best player in the NHL and. It's moments like that where we should be really thankful for our baby big three in Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt because they always seem to come through when it matters most. So Jesper Bratt in this game, he should have honestly had maybe an extra goal or two because he was definitely on one for the uh, the New Jersey Devils, but he was able to walk away with the hero. And during his uh, post-game uh, press conference, he was wearing the the big hat. I thought it was hilarious. And obviously the devils were having some fun with it, but Lindy Ruff was not too happy during his post-game press conference because he said while he was happy with the win, he wasn't happy with the overall game that the devils played. And rightfully so the devils really should have ran away with this game, especially in period number two, because when you score three goals in like a 50 second span, honestly, the Vancouver Canucks should have done a goalie swap at that point, And you should have just taken the wind out of their sails and not look back. But instead, you allowed three players, like I said before, three players who usually don't score all that often to tie the game because of your defensive lapses. You got a little too lazy. You went daydreaming. And ultimately, it it came back to bite you. And I think Can Danico alluded to it, which is this is a humbling experience for the Devils because they might have gotten a little too, how would I say it, lackadaisical. They may have taken a little too easy. So, Ultimately, for the Devils, uh, they, they this was an ugly win, but they came away with the two points, and that's what good teams do. So even if it's not your best outing, you still got to find ways to um, you, you got to find ways to muster up the victory. For the first half of this game, the Devils were actually playing somewhat decent. They were getting decent looks. They were running. They were playing aggressive, and they were basically passing the seeing eye test. But ultimately, as the game progressed, they just like I just said many times this episode. Just took it a little too easy. So like I do with every post-game recap, I will compare the overall stats and give a letter grade for New Jersey Devils. But before we continue, I want you guys to make some extra cash. So you need to head over to FanDuel. So we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're ever new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports easy and fun. Download FanDuel so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads. Who will score a touchdown? So you know the drill. Head over to our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And please remember to gamble responsibly. And now, 
I want you guys to eat a little healthier. So our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to be healthy just like the rest of you. My body is a temple and I got to start treating as such. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and abstinence to help start your day, right? This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. So it's lifestyle is friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good, supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's one thing that's best about FI Greens that uses best of the best products based on the latest science with constant products, iterations, and third-party testing. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop out of cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out after your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, so like I said, let's look at the overall final stats and I will give the Devils a letter grade. So shots on goal differential, 34 to 30 in favor of the Devils. Face-off percentage, 57% to 43% in favor of the Devils. Power play, Devils were able to get their only power play goal thanks to Jesper Bratt in OT because once again, I've always said the Devils have a knack for the theatrics. So it seems like their latest overtime battles they, they're able to draw a penalty, and their one and only power play goal comes on the game winner. So uh, I, I guess the Devils know. I, I, one of the things I, I've been saying is that I want to see the Devils uh, get, get more meaningful power play goals, and not what exactly what I had in mind, but I'm definitely not going to complain. So once again, Devils went one for four in that category, thanks to Jesper Bratt, and the Devils just capitalizing on the four-on-three advantage in OT. Hits 33 to 15 in favor of the Canucks. Blocks 18 to 14 in favor of the Devils. Giveaways, Devils led the department 11 to 7. So, like I said, for the first half of this game, it seemed like the Devils passed uh, the seeing eye test, which is they were playing somewhat well and they got a little sloppy. And I think mostly because they're a little lethargic after the All Star break. And I think a lot of teams can vouch for them on that because obviously no, no team could come out guns blazing after. Uh, a lengthy break, especially when you're not really doing much hockey activity. The only person who really had any momentum going his way was pretty much Jack Hughes, but Jack Hughes was a participant in the all-star game. And also we saw in this game, Jack Hughes able to net two goals and Andre Pilat, he's been in this situation so many times. So he, he was able to get two goals himself, but uh, like Lindy Ruff said, it was an ugly victory. He wasn't too happy during his post-game press conference, but um, a win is a win. They got to two points and I just want to see the devils win in regulation. And I thought that they had it this game, because like I said, uh, the previous seven games, it's been, uh, six of them have been decided, uh, via OT. And, and obviously, uh, one of those OT battles ended up in a, in a shootout win against the San Jose sharks. But yeah, I just want to see the devils just, uh, j- just try to play the full 60 minutes and then come away with the win. I thought they had in this game and they blew their four, one lead, but uh, they, they have a knack for the theatrics, like I said. So if I had to give a letter grade for a Devils, I'm going to have to give them a C plus because they did play somewhat decent, but it's just that 4-1 lead. You don't really see that being blown too often, especially from a playoff caliber team like the New Jersey Devils. So 
that's my two cent opinion from the devils in this outing. So let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment down below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast streaming service, uh, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at Trey Matt four or the show's Twitter page at locked on devils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go devils. I'll catch you guys next episode. Thanks for listening. Once again.